1: Is.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Oh, you guys aren't awake yet. (laughs) Try it one more time. Good morning. morning. That's better. That makes me feel good. How are you guys? You doing good? We got people still coming in. So we'll uh, call them in here. And then Jane is going to come up and give us an update from the board. So you can come on up, Jane. And and, uh, she's going to give us an update. morning, everybody. Um, had a great board meeting last week, and we are starting that process of looking at, at resumes. Um, the first ones came, and we got to look at them and consider them. And we'll be meeting again next week too uh, for this process of of uh, looking for a new pastor. So we just want you to know that um, we're working hard on that. And we really appreciate everybody's prayer support on that subject. And we'll keep you posted. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Well, let's all stand. to smile in faces. <laughs> Isn't he good? He's so good. Gosh, I'm excited you guys are here this morning. We've been praising Jesus for a couple hours now, so we're pretty warmed up and excited. Our, our hearts are, our, our heart rates are up, which is nice. <laughs> and uh, he's been so good this morning. He has just been constantly showing us he's here, and I love that. So he's here with you guys, too, because he walked in with you. So we're excited about that few little notes for you. The prayer cards are on your chairs. If you guys have a prayer need, we want to pray for you. We've been praying over these, and we're, everybody wrote a bunch of answers on them this week. So they move from one side to the next side when they're answered, and we get to see those answers. So it's super exciting. And this week, we're going to have a special prayer time where we're praying over anybody that's dealing with just anxiety, depression, things like that. We want you to come so we can pray over you. So we're going to be doing that this week among the other parts of our prayer time. But I want you to know these are taken serious. So fill them out, put them in the offering plate, and um, we will be praying over them this week. And prayer time is on Wednesdays at 6.30, (laughs) that's right. All right, and then we also have movie night this Friday night. We will be finishing up The Chosen, which has just been so good, and um, we're excited about that. So this Friday at 6:30, concession starts and the movie starts at 7. We're excited to see you guys there. Bring people. Um, it doesn't matter if you haven't seen the first ones; you'll be okay. You can still come. All right. So we want you to be there. And then next Sunday is the last day that we're ex- we're taking the uh, Good Samaritan boxes outside, and there's still like I think maybe six or eight of them left. So those need to be scooped up today and filled and then brought next Sunday. We can't take them after next Sunday because they're going to Denver on Monday morning. So if you guys want to grab a couple more and take them with you, that would be awesome. Okay, can you guys turn and say good morning to people? Welcome them here. We're excited that you're here (laughs)
1: Mmm <laughs> mm.
2: Song came out. I think it was in the 90s. It was third day. Does anybody remember? I think it was the 90s, somewhere in there. But uh, during that time, a little bit before that, I think, I uh, started leading a, a contemporary worship service that had drums. <laughs> that was perfect. And um, it was quite the scandal. It was quite a big deal. And um, I was really nervous. It was the third service of the day. I was really nervous. And um, the first Sunday, we wore jeans. It was a big deal. And I thought this, this older couple came in and they were sitting down, all white hair. I just was like, oh no, they're going to eat me alive. I'm in trouble. This is it. Because it was it a was big deal. And they came in and they sat down and they stood up during worship. And, and Stephen. And after it was over, I went down to him and I said, "Hi, what what you doing?" <laughs> and they, I said, I said, "This doesn't seem quite like you would want to be here." And uh, you know, I was curious and and I was scared. And they said, "Lori, this is what God's doing." And we came to pray over the service because we want it to succeed. We want it to be big, and we want God to bring people. And I was blown away because I didn't expect that, which was my fault for being judgmental at the time. But it was so beautiful because they took me under their wing and they prayed with me every week. Come to find out, these people had been missionaries for over 40 years in Africa. They started a prayer school and it was all over the nation. This is their pictures. And I looked them up this week because it had been a while. I sat under their membership about eight years, or under their membership, under their mentorship for about eight years and learned how to pray and learned what it was about. And I looked them up this week to see how they were doing, and they have passed away in the last two years. And I thought, wow, they are living what they taught me now. They're living it. And it's just beautiful to see that and how all that time ago that they took me under their wings and now they're living it. Beautiful people. They made a huge impact on my life. And um, it, it's just good to remember those things, right? So as we uh, move on through our worship time this morning and remember what God's doing, He always makes a way. He uses people around us. So the people that are sitting around you, He's using in your life. And you're being used in someone else's life, too. So it's good. Oh, here comes my, my worship leader in the making. So... Um, Anyway, we'll continue to worship with Jesus. But let's pray. Let's welcome the Spirit in, okay? Lord Jesus, we thank you for being here with us. Lord, we thank you for loving us the way that you do. And Lord, I am so grateful for your presence here this morning. Oh, you are so worthy to be praised. We thank you for meeting us where we're at. We thank you for us walking in the door. Some of us had a really rough morning. Some of us walked in happy-go-lucky and Lord, you meet us in all those places, and I'm so grateful for that. Father, I just pray that you'll continue to send your spirit in here and that you will take over this place this morning. We need you here, and we want you here, and we want you to anoint the service, but Lord, we want to give back everything in us. I just pray that you will just make us so excited to be in your presence that we will just cut loose and just let you have all the things that are, that are sitting on our hearts and that we're thinking about, and that we'll be able to completely focus on you, Lord, because you're the welcome, honored guest here. So we love you, and we thank you for being here. Please feel free to move among us, Father. We love you, Holy Spirit. And God's people said, amen. Thank you To be no way. You always light the path before us, Father. Sometimes it's one footstep at a time. But Father, we know that you're worthy, that we're able to trust you, that you've never broken a promise, that you keep your word, and that's for us to live by. Father, I'm grateful for your presence. I'm grateful that you've given us your word that we can just hold it and hug it if we need to and that it still is alive and moves in us even before we open it. But when we open it, oh, Lord, the power that comes out of that. Thank you for loving us, Jesus. We need you. Lord, I need you. I want you to take over for loving us the way that you do, Jesus. Help us to love each other the way that you love us. Help us to be a light, Lord. We want this church to be a light in this community. Lord, we want people to know you and they will know you because of the way that we love. So, Lord, help us to love the way you want us to. And this morning, Jesus, give us, till our hearts, Jesus, get that soil stirred up in there so that those seeds will go down and start rooting. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys can be seated. We're going to take offering. So if the ushers would grab the offering plates down here on the corners and come on down. Thank you, guys. Let me just pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving to us the way that you do and providing for us, Lord. You're amazing, Father. You're Jehovah Jireh. You have names that are unbelievable and cover everything we could possibly need or ask for. I thank you, Lord, for the givers this morning and, and those of us, Jesus, that that are just watching your hand work in our lives and And Father, I pray that you will just take this and multiply it and and that we will reach the world for you, Lord. There is a kingdom agenda with this offering. So, Lord, we want it to work to bring people to Christ. So, Lord, I ask you to bless it. And we thank you for the way that you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. for this time with you. Father, I pray that we have come in expectant to see you move. But more than that, expectant to be changed by your spirit. Lord, we don't want to stay the same. You said you'd transform us. We know it's a process, Lord, so I don't want to be stuck in my ways, Jesus. We were just talking this morning, Lord, that Daniel was in the lion's den at 80, Moses was starting everything at 80 and Elizabeth was older than 80. Lord Jesus, you're just getting started with all of us. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you that you won't let us stay the same. Help us to lay things down, Father, that we're carrying that we shouldn't be. Help us to let go of the strings that we've attached to them instead of leaving them at our feet. We need your help with that, Father. Help us not be stubborn. Help us to be pliable in your hands, because you're the potter. So, Lord, we love you. Your kids are all sitting here waiting for you this morning, Jesus. I pray that you will anoint Pastor Deal this morning as he gets ready to come and bring us your word. Protect this place, Father. This is not just another Sunday. It is not a checkoff list. This is a time we've come to sit before the Almighty God, the Holy One. So wake us up. Let us participate with you. Because we love you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So Pastor Tim is in, he's probably actually getting ready to start driving back. But he was in Kansas. He had a funeral that he had to officiate this week. So he is there, but we get Pastor Jim Deal back. Isn't that exciting? I'm excited about it. So I'm going to ask him to go ahead and come on up. Wonderful. Thank you.
3: There there we go. Hey, good to see all of you. And uh, I didn't know when I was here a couple of Sundays ago, that I was just saying, Hey, farewell, I'll be back soon. (laughs) But, uh, and I don't think Tim Stearman uh, thought that either, but the death has come of someone in the, uh, uh, of his relatives, someone in the family, and they're off in Kansas somewhere. So he called me Monday to see if I would come back. But I said, Yeah, I like those folks. Uh, I'll be glad to do that. And so (laughs) here I am again. Now, you know, You know how this works. I've been here twice. If I come once more, you'll take me in as a member (laughs) and uh, I'll have to start paying my tithe here then, you know, so that that'll be all right. And uh, we do have some visiting friends here today, so uh, you probably have no earthly idea where I live, but uh, I live in Lakewood, Colorado, according to my uh, mileage thing on the car. It's 91 miles from my house to uh, the the church here, so I uh, got up early and tried to put myself together halfway decently and and drove the 90 miles to be with you, and then I'm meeting some folks in the springs for a lunch, and then back again, and on we go. So thank you for, uh, I don't even know if you invited me or if it was all just uh, Brother Tim Stearman, but by the way... He's a wonderful interim pastor, and uh, I think I said this, but keep him as long as you can. So I'm the interim preacher for the interim pastor. What do you think of that? I don't even think there is such a thing, but uh, that's who we are. Okay, and thank you for being here and for all of the uh, music and the prayers and the giving and all that you have done. And uh, now let's see what the Lord says through his word. I started immediately uh, saying, after Tim had called me on Monday, Lord, which way do you want me to go? Um, It's getting close to Thanksgiving time. Maybe maybe I ought to go down that track. Or maybe this one, that one. Well, it wasn't long, uh, about the next day, I really felt strongly led to verses over in Philippians, chapter 3, and I'll start there with verse 12. This is not down the Thanksgiving line. Uh, I think we have one more Sunday, and that'll probably be the focus of next Sunday for all of you here and wherever I'm going to be. But uh, this is certainly a different track than I was on two weeks ago but I really sense that the Lord wants to say something to us from this scripture, so here we go. Paul was writing to the church, the believers, in the town named Philippi, and he said when he got to chapters, what we call chapter 3 and uh, what we call verse 12, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. Another word used in some other translations. Uh, I, I reach on, I reach forward, I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, one thing but he breaks it into three parts i like this one thing i do forgetting those things which are behind reaching forward there we go again reaching forward pressing on reaching forward for to the things which are ahead i press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of god In Christ Jesus I don't believe that that's just words in the scripture that Paul wrote for some Christians in Philippi I believe that's the way God wants us to live today in this generation if you're going to be a Christian (laughs) why don't we just go all out and and be Christians with a passion Like the song of the morning that said, a soul set on fire. Uh, That's right exactly where he's speaking here. Lord set my soul, our souls on fire. So, well, let me get going here. As he said, one thing that I do, forgetting the things which are behind, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press on he 's using athletic language here of a runner i 'm reaching forward i 'm pressing on there is a goal and i 'm going to win this race I, i'm i 'm not just standing around i 'm running the race and i and i 'm giving it all that i 've got and uh, it 's hard hard to describe what uh, Well, what should we be doing then? What should we do to change things a little bit so that our heart is on fire, as the song said, or that I am reaching forward, or that I am learning something new? Well, some of the very basic things that came to my mind this week as I was thinking about that, you know, it wouldn't hurt if all of us would get a new Christian book. And read uh, read a new book, a Christian book. I don't care about all the other stuff. You can read all that if you want to. But uh, there are so many Christian authors that uh, have a real passion and burden in their heart and their mind. And it does me good to read from others because, like Paul said, I haven't learned everything yet. Have you? I haven't attained everything yet. And so uh, I would just encourage you if you have one around and you haven't read it, start in. If not, go buy one or order one, get it somewhere or the other. And then the thought came to me maybe because this is what I'm doing right now have you thought about reading the scripture in a different translation than what you're used to? Now, I. I love the new King's version, and that's what I use that's what I read that's what I preach from uh I don't know how many Bibles I've had of that that have uh have uh, <laughs> written and drawn and pages fall out, and all the rest so uh that seems to fit my mind and heart, but a few months ago, I came across this a time with God, it says. And this is the New Testament, but it then also brings in a bit of Old Testament to kind of match what that New Testament uh, portion might be. Then somebody from a contemporary, our world, they have then just a a column of some kind of comment about that. Some were in previous generation, but um, I just happened to open this page, and here's Philip Yancey. Well, he's, uh, he's current. He's a contemporary. He actually is a Colorado man. I don't, uh, don't know if he still lives there, but anyway. This is the New Century Version, and I don't want to start preaching from this. I'm more comfortable with the New King James with all of the words memorized, but I'll have to tell you, um, some of this uh, has put a new light on some scripture truth, I said, oh, yeah, I see that. And then I would go back, uh, yes, that was here, but I'm familiar with the words. I, I didn't pick it up. There are other parts of this that I said, well, I don't like that as well. I like it the way it's said better by the translators of that, which doesn't hurt my mind at all to read something a little different than what I've read for however many years. It is the Word of God, and I love the way the Scripture I'm used to would say, we're in Jesus' time now, He gave a parable saying, and I've read that so much, He gave another parable saying. This one says, Jesus told another story. Jesus told another story about... um, a man that uh, had 99, uh, had 100 sheep, and lost one. Jesus told another story about a lady that had 10 coins, and she stopped everything until she found the lost coin. Then a few more verses. Jesus told another story about a man that had two sons, and one asked for his inheritance and took off and wasted his life in riotous living in the town, and so on and so on. And that's the prodigal son. Uh, I picked up on that. Jesus told another story. Well, yeah, that's what parable means. But sometimes we hear it so much, it doesn't uh, speak. So all I'm saying is, uh, I want to live my life on the stretch for Christ. I don't want everything to be in the past. And a a new translation for a while, a new book or two that I'm reading. I'm just trying to encourage you. Well, let me say it like I was saying it in some other country. And I try to remember. It doesn't make any difference where I was. I was somewhere around the world. And I was preaching to a bunch of people that do not speak English. And the translator, or if you want to call them, the, um, the interpreter was over here. And I was over here preaching and, and it just, it just kind of came to me and I just hollered out at that great big crowd, don't be a ho-hum Christian. And my translator said, what does ho-hum mean? <laughs> well, I said, carry on, brother, carry on. I'm, I'm not standing up here trying to describe that. <laughs> I've never forgotten that little line. What does ho-hum mean? I think you're Americans. I think you know what ho-hum means. I don't want to be a ho-hum Christian. Amen? Neither do you. And here Paul said, I want to be reaching forward. I want to be on the stretch. I want want to win win the race. I want to get the goal. And that's what I want you to do. That's what I want to do. I uh, I looked this up this week because to me it fits right here. It came out of uh, some paper. I'll tell you who the author is at the at the end. Listen to this: bury him in the snows of Valley Forge, and you have a George Washington. Raise him in abject poverty, and you have an Abraham Lincoln. Deny a child the ability to see, to hear, and to speak, and you have a Helen Keller. Label him too stupid to learn, and you have a Thomas Edison. Tell her she's too old to start painting at 80, and we heard 80 three times this morning. Tell her she's too old to start painting at 80, and you have a Grandma Moses. Blind him at age 44 and you have a John Milton who 16 years later wrote Paradise Lost. Punish her with poverty and prejudice and she may survive to become golden my ear. Rate, listen to this one. Rate him mediocre in chemistry and you might have a Louis Pasteur. Call him dull and hopeless Flunk him in the sixth grade, and you have a Winston Churchill. Can you believe? Call him retarded and uneducable, and you have an Albert Einstein. Paralyze him from the waist down when he's four, and you may have a violinist like Ixoc Perlman. Let him be born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant girl. Let him spend his adult years as a small-town carpenter and before leaving home to become an itinerant preacher and healer. And you have Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Well, where, what religious magazine did I get that from? Dear Abby. Now, isn't isn't that a surprise? That's, That's right there. Dear Abby, and I uh, cut that one out. The, the, to me, that, those are illustrations of people on the stretch, people reaching out, uh, some for um, freedom, some in government, some in medicine, some in painting, some in uh, God only knows what, you know, uh, trying to save the world like Winston Churchill, and on and on. And Jesus, our Lord. I I, want to live like that. I want to live reaching forward. And we don't need to check everybody's age here today. (laughs) But I'll bet there's some folk that are 80. Don't don't go ho-hum now. God still has something for you to do. Amen. And the young ones here. Oh, you that are maybe in your teen years or or young adults. Man, wouldn't it be fun to go all the way back and and get there again and do the whole run? No, I don't really think I want to do the whole deal over again. I'm just thanking God I've survived all this way. But oh, the stars that were in our eyes. And oh, man, you know, boy, with the help of God, we're going to do this, this, and that, and that. That's wonderful. Um, let God guide and challenge and give you a dream, give you a vision. Amen. Um, you know that would work whether in church or we're in a high school or or if we're speaking to a bunch of salespeople. All of this seemingly would work. Don't be a ho hum. And I would like to say before I get to the what I think is the main part of this scripture. I want your church right here, Woodland Park, to be on the stretch for Christ. Uh, And the building is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the congregation. The church is you. The church is you. And I'm smart enough to know that you're in a, in between time right now, your former pastor has has left and has gone. your new pastor no, only God knows who he is he or she i don 't know I, unless you know more than I do uh, about that i don 't know so you 're in this in between time, some way as a church, begin to think and to pray, Lord. Bring us the right leader that we need now that will that will minister to our hearts and minds and help us to get molded together so that we can be a church on fire. Amen. I'm picking up on the song of the morning, but folks, amen. I don't want to go to a ho hum church. I don't I don't want to be in a dead church I like churches that are alive and where you can sense the warmth and all so it's not the building it's us Lord may the woodland park woodland woodland uh, what's your proper name life center church WLC if I don't if I forget I can see it on the drum up here may you be an on-fire bunch of Christians amen, that are reaching out to get others to come to Christ, come to the church, come to Christ. Well, how come there are so many Christians that are ho-hum? Hurry up, preacher, hurry up. Man, if you don't hurry up and get done, the Baptists are going to beat us to the restaurant. Come on. Come on, get going, boy. (laughs) That's ho-hum, I think, you know. Uh, oh boy, let's go to church one more time, and we'll put a little something in the offering, sing a song or two, and shake a hand or two, and then we'll, Lord save us from that, Lord save us from that. Uh, I, I haven't said this for so long. I used to say it a lot, so I guess I'll just say it again. Hope you hope it relates today. <laughs> if if I die. well I will die someday but if and when I die don't have my funeral on Sunday morning you say why I've been to too many Sunday morning 11 a.m. funerals and I'm tired of them I want my funeral someday when you're alive amen Uh, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say I don't like dead church I like a live church so don't bury me and that'd kill the service, but it would not be good. So bury me on Friday. Okay, okay. Why do we have so many ho hum Christian friends? Because I, I read it, but I skipped it on purpose in the preaching. I've talked about I've talked about reaching forward. I've talked about pressing toward the goal. But you know, there was one phrase earlier that I have not mentioned yet. Forgetting those things which are behind. That's the reason, I believe, there are so many ho-hum Christians. They're dragging too much stuff from behind. Amen. And that will take the fire out of your bones. That'll take the shout out of your soul when we drag too much from the past. And don't tell me you've never been hurt. <laughs> if you're alive, you've been hurt by somebody. We've been wounded by somebody, maybe many some ones. Some of you here today may have scars that I can't see but they're scars because you have been wounded. For for all I know, maybe you've even been abused. You know, I've had my string of hurts also, and I'm only going to talk about one, and that will be in just a moment. But I've had to learn. We have got to give whoever hurts us Or wounds us or disappoints us we've got to give them to God amen you've got to give them to God have you learned yet you can't fix everybody (laughs) amen you can't fix everything that's wrong but we can give everything to God give it to God give him Give her, give them, give them to God. Well, what good's that going to (laughs) do? It will set you free. And you can live in joy. And you can live in peace. And you can live with fire in your soul. Oh, oh, oh. Satan. You know, there still is a devil. And... And he never gives up trying to trying to torpedo our boat if if I could say it like that and sometimes he works through systems and sometimes the devil just puts thoughts in our minds that are crazy and bad and wrong but oftentimes the devil uses other people to hurt us and that doesn't mean they're all full of the devil sometimes some good people say things they shouldn't say. Amen. You have learned, haven't you? You don't say everything you think. <laughs> Amen. It took me a long time to learn that. Oh, well, okay, okay. Better not go down that track. then. That'll keep me going for another 20 minutes. But people tend to hurt us. People will also help and bless us. And and funny, it's funny thing. You can come to church and sing some good songs and give of your tithes and offerings and listen to a message, and someone could say some little offhanded thing out in the in the lobby or the foyer on your way out that kind of it kind of digs you a little bit. And that's the only thing you remember. You forgot all those other things. Oh man, yow 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 yow. Um you know what you know what I'm saying? I do say that from time to time when I'm preaching yow yow yow. Somebody came up to me and said, I'm taking notes. How do you spell? Yow, yeah, yow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't know how you spell it, but I know how it sounds. Murmuring and griping. Lord. Help us that we will forget those things which are behind. That's the Bible. Now, I need to tell you, I had to look it up and uh, write it down in a little notes here. You can't technically forget everything that's ever happened to you. It really means give what's happened in your past. Give it. God relinquish it surrender it I don't want to yell now but I want you to get this let it go let it go and give it to God I'm, I'm preaching from what I've had to learn myself if you think everybody loves the pastor <laughs> you've never been a pastor I started out young and I thought everybody would hug my neck. Found out some of them wanted to wring my neck. And I'm not making this stuff up. So um, I've had to learn how to give hurts, wounds, people to God. And. Uh, be able to, quote, quote, forget that which is behind. In other words, yes, I can remember the situation, but God has taken the sting out of the memory. Amen. That's what the Lord has helped me with, or else I wouldn't be preaching to you today. I I sure can tell you stories of being wounded but God has taken the sting out of the memory, praise the Lord. But I had, to, I had to give it to God. I had to give him, her, them, to God. Well, OK, let me tell you which I think is the biggest uh, that, how is that the biggest hurt? Is that good English? The darkest valley? that I've had to go through in a lifetime, the, uh, the most wounded that my heart has ever been. Okay, I'm trying to describe one event in my life, and it has to do with the death and dying of our boy, of our son Dave. You see, Dave was only 45, 46 it was um, melanoma cancer it was a two-year battle i prayed and prayed and we prayed everybody else prayed he was the uh, business administrator or executive pastor at colorado springs first nazarene with gene great if somebody's mentioned his name here this morning and that's where dave and laurie were and we would meet halfway often in Castle Rock because I live in Denver they lived in the Springs and he liked a place called Duke's I don't even know if the restaurant's there now but we'd meet at Duke's for an evening meal and uh Dave was getting thinner and thinner and I would uh go out and we'd hug each other in the parking lot and don't give up Dave don't give up man God's going to get you through this. You see, what you need to know is I had cancer myself in the thyroid. And I, I've had to have surgery. I don't have a thyroid. You can't live without a thyroid. I take Synthroid every day of my life now. As you know, that's synthetic thyroid. And the surgeon said to me, before the big surgery, you're going to have to sign off the waiver because when I get done, you may not have a voice. Or your voice might be uh, real gravelly. Or it might cut in and out. Or you may have a whisper for the rest of your life. Well, I, I was a general superintendent at the time. I was preaching here, there all the time. I was ordaining the new, the, the, the new ministers uh, were in my assignment in the world. Uh, I mean, all, on and on and on. There was hardly ever a week, but what I wasn't doing something somewhere. How could I do that and, and not be able to talk? How could I do that in a whisper? I couldn't. And a whole bunch of people went to prayer. If any of you were around in, in our system or in our fellowship of the church, you may remember this. And, and the surgery was done. And, uh, and I came out. And I, I don't need to get into all of that has happened. But thank the dear Lord, I can still talk. <laughs> Amen. I, 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 I thank God for that often because I have a friend that goes to Denver First Nazarene who actually came up and said something last Sunday on their platform in a very, very gravelly voice because he had the same surgery that I had, and his voice is very difficult to hear. And I, I, I God's helping him, but the Lord has, I feel like the Lord healed me. He didn't put back a new thyroid, but a little pill will take care of that. But he's helped the voice. Okay, now now you're with me. Dave, if God healed me from cancer, he's going to heal you. Wouldn't you say that if you were the dad? God, I, uh, Dave, I, you see, I'm, I'm healthy, and I've gone through the whole deal, and I've all this and all that. Now, come on, come on, don't give up. And this went on for two years. And the day came at a hospital in the Springs where I had flown in from eastern Canada to get to Dave before his last breath when we were around the the bed, the family, and Dave breathed his last. And I, it hit me. Dave is not going to be healed. Dave just died. And I went over to a window in that room, and I was weeping as a dad or a mom would, or a wife, or kids. And I was looking out to to space, and God put a thought in my head. Dave didn't die. I said, now, Lord, look over in the bed. He's gone. No. Dave didn't die. He just changed his address. He's alive. His new address is heaven. And I came back and said, Dave didn't die. They said, Dad, come on, come on. I said, he just changed his address. He's now in heaven. He's still, he's alive. That's helped me a thousand times across the years. Uh, Okay. Do you remember I said a few minutes ago... There's a devil, and the devil started working on me. Now this, now the funeral, we had two funerals, one there and one in Denver. The funerals are done, and now I'm back out on the trail uh, conducting a district assembly or annual business meeting of that given state or whatever, and I'm preaching. And then I'd go back to the hotel or motel room, and the devil would start. I'm not making this up just for a sermon. This was so real. Why did God heal you? And why didn't God heal your boy? Why did God heal you? And why didn't God heal your boy? I said, Lord, I don't know. Why didn't you heal Dave? Why didn't you let me go? Let me go. I've lived long enough. Let Dave live. He Had two little girls and a wonderful wife. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you without going into every detail, the devil was putting a dark cloud over my life. I would get up and preach and have a measure of blessing and a measure of God's anointing. And as soon as I'd get by myself, why... Did God not heal Dave? He healed you, but he didn't heal your boy. And that went on for a couple of months. And I was, I don't even know where I was. I was in the U.S. I don't remember which church. I was preaching there at night for four or five nights. I guess it was at a revival. And I went over in the daytime to get something out of the office. And the sanctuary was empty, and I walked in just like this, Maybe that's why I'm pacing back and forth now. I start pacing in front of those altars in that church, in that other state. And I said, Lord, I don't know why you didn't heal Dave. I don't know why you healed me and not him. But I cannot live my life saying why. Why? Why? i heard the voice of the spirit the still small voice whisper in my ear give dave to me i said lord i did i gave him to you when he was a baby and we had dedication and i and the district superintendent was there i was the young pastor and uh, the district superintendent had dave in his arms and we gave him to you i felt i heard that little whisper give him back to me I don't know if you're believing my story or not, but I hope you do. I walked out of that church. I walked out to the car. I got my Bible. I brought it in. I leafed through my Bible to find the picture of Dave and Lori because I've got all of our kids' pictures here in the Bible in their their place. And there's Dave and there's Lori and and the, the girls. It happens to be a Christmas picture. And I was weeping, of course, and I took the picture and I went to the altar as, as is this one. Here you go. And I laid that picture on the altar and I said, Lord, as much as in me can do it, I give Dave." I surrender Dave to you. He was already in heaven, but I was having the battle of my life. And when I laid it on the altar and I said, I give him to you, Jesus, something happened to me and I dried my tears. I picked up this picture, and I put it back in the Bible, and I walked out of the church in peace. Amen. Amen. God gave me peace. If not, I would not be preaching to you today. I would have said, no, I don't preach anymore. God healed me, thank you, Lord, but he didn't heal Dave, so I don't have much to say. No, I think I do have something to say. <clears throat> God can heal a wounded heart. My heart was deeply wounded, and now I've lost my wife. But that's a whole nother story, and that's a whole nother commitment to Christ. And that will give some other day at some other time. But here's what I felt led this week. I'm not, I didn't just pull this rabbit out of a hat, you know. I was praying for you folks since Brother Tim Stearman called and wanted to know if I'd come back. And I I felt like the Lord impressed me to say, you have people that have wounded your heart. Dave didn't wound my heart. It was the fact that Dave died and God didn't heal him. That was the wound. And that's what I had to finally give to God. And I felt impressed to bring a uh, Manila... uh, Envelope here that's empty. And I asked Lori if she would put uh, blank pieces of paper on the chairs. And I, I'm not doing this for a trick. I want to ask you if the person or the event or God himself that may have taken... A loved one like Dave from me if you just write it down and I'm gonna stand up here in a moment and let you put those in here and here's what I'm gonna do with them I will not read one of them I don't want to read them I don't want to know what's heavy on your heart that's not my place I will seal it before I leave. And I'll take it home. And I, I told this Friday night to my daughter and son-in-law. And I said, I just feel impressed that, to do that. And he said, we have a chiminea in the backyard. He said, we'll get it fired up. And I said, I'll, I want to burn it. I'm going to burn it as an offering to God. So th- I'm going to take it home. I will not undo it. We're going to put this thing in the chimney. And that's going to be burnt as an offering, Lord. I let it go. Amen. So, I since I knew where I was going to try to go this morning, I grabbed the pa- the piece of paper uh, when I before the service, and I think I'm just going to kind of tear mine because I have some names written right here. I don't want you to see the who they are, but I want you to see. Some people are heavy on my heart right now. That uh, are going to go, and I'm giving them to God. I just wonder, hey, could um, could the musicians uh, come back and maybe just maybe just with your tune, and then we'll sing it a bit. But uh, now, Jesus. I just have felt day by day this week, you want people to let loose of something, to let go of something, to forget that which is behind, to relinquish it, to give it to God. And Lord, we want this church on fire. We want these precious people on fire. I want to be a man on fire for Christ. But Lord, some of the things that the devil uses or some of the people, may we just give them to God. Give them to God. And um, I'm going to ask you just to come up and put it in and just go back where you're seated then. just All right. (laughs) All right. And uh, oh, good, 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 good. God bless you. Uh, I'm so glad you're. God bless you God bless you bless you Donna bless you Bless you. thank you amen <laughs> thank you oh that's good God bless you precious gals ladies God bless you yes yes Lord yes God bless you dear ones yes there we go there it goes Lord <laughs> there there we go there it is there it is Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Bless you, dear ladies. Bless you, brother. God bless you, man. Bless you, young man. Yes, there. Bless your soul. Oh, good God. Well, is that Laurel? God bless you, Laurel. I've seen you in years. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Oh, brother. (laughs) My, my. I think I should have brought a bigger envelope. (laughs) Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you, dear ones. Oh, good. That's good. Right in there. God bless you. Bless you, precious lady. Give it to God. That's right. That's right. That's good, brothers, that's good, man, that's good, young man, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go, oh, good, come on, come on, that's right, oh, well, thank you, God bless your heart, <laughs> that's right, oh, what can could, what could we say? not going to seal it for for a while in case we have a a kind of a P.S. that wants to come. (laughs) By the way, Lord, I forgot this one too, you know. (laughs) Oh, man. The Lord is here. The Lord is here. And you know, if there are any feelings that you have toward others, maybe even in the church here, because of Or the last pastor or you worked for his staying on and that brought tensions I don't know I don't know I'm not digging around I'm just saying whatever may have happened give it to God let it go amen 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 and be healed as I believe my heart was healed in a church was all by myself when I finally said I give Dave back to God. I still miss him, but the big question is not there. Why, why, why? So I don't need to preach anymore. Hey, let's sing something. Do you want us to stand?
1: Yes. Let's stand.
3: Let's stand. stand. If anybody's got a P.S., Lord, I forgot this one. Come on up. (laughs) Amen. Glory, sing, let's go. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Don't you, where you feel in your heart that God is moving, I I will, I will stay with my promise. If anybody has any P.S., I will go out there in case they want to sneak it to me and I'll put it in. Then I'll seal it. But I will burn this as an offering to God and you, through Jesus, can be set free. Take your peace and freedom now. Okay, I'll give it back to you. And I'll see amen.
2: you again. Amen. Yes, amen. Wow, thank you so much, Pastor Jim. I'm just Wow. Sorry. It's so special when the spirit comes in, guys. What an honor together to give it to him and to send it to him and just let it go so let's just pray let's just close this day out together you guys are family, I love you guys Lord Father we asked you to come today at the beginning of the service and guess what you did you were here all along. You were waiting on us, Lord, to give it up. and That's exactly what happened. Thank you for using your servant. Lord, thank you for softening our hearts like we asked you to do. Oh, Lord, don't let it end here. Don't let us go about our day as normal, Lord. Let us sit and ponder at what your spirit did here this morning and what you're doing in us thank you lord jesus for meeting us here thank you for taking these things as an offering father we give them to you we don't want them back you keep them and lord i pray that (laughs) as we prayed earlier we asked for change in us so jesus it's begun you have started Oh, I'm grateful, Lord. So grateful for what you're doing. Keep it alive in us, Jesus. Don't let us just go about back to what we were doing before. We want to keep moving forward, not looking behind, like Pastor Jim said. Father, we love you. We are your kids. Thank you for what you did today, Lord. Bless the rest of our week, Jesus. Help us to love on people as we leave these doors and go out into that mission field. Help us to tell them about you. Time's running out, Lord. Time is running out. We want to bring as many with us as we can, Jesus. So when we change our address, we know that we will have visitors coming too that will stay with us. We love you, Father. Thank you for all you're doing here. for your kids and we ask this all in Jesus precious name and all of God's children said amen have a great week
0: thought the poets were weak, and the elders saw the young ones as foolish, and the rich man never heard the poor man speak, and one by one they ran away the with their made-up minds to leave it all behind, and the light began to fade.